Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. For Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is Friday Eve. God, that sounds so much better than Thursday, doesn't it? Friday Eve. Something to look forward to. Something else to look forward to. My friend Dr. Keith Ablo is going to be here at 535. Uh, Dr. Ablo, a brilliant guy. And uh, you know him. You've either read some of his uh, books, whether they be fiction or nonfiction. I mean, he's got them in both categories. New York Times bestseller. Uh, he's also uh, someone who appeared regularly on Fox News. He's just a solid guy, and uh, he's part of the Jeff Katz Show now. We're just so happy to have him. we got him here now on a weekly basis, which is great. And Stu Smith. Now, the name may or may not mean anything to you, but Stu is somebody who came to my attention as a result of his citizen journalism. He is doing a lot of very, very, very important work on college campuses. And I'm looking at this emerging segment of citizen journalists. Andy No, I believe, has sort of opened the pathway for so many. We've got Mike Dickinson, who now is laser beam focused on that citizen reporting that citizen journalism dealing with the Henrico Commonwealth's attorney and city government. By the way, a few more disaster stories coming out of the city of Richmond. I know, I know, you got to get your surprised faces out. And uh, Stu Smith is somebody who's doing similar work in the collegiate arena. So we've been going back and forth on X for a while now. I've enjoyed the stuff he's done. And long story short, I asked him if he would uh, pop by share some of these stories with us. He'll be with us here at, uh, what, 335, 334, 333. I still don't know. Nobody has told me anything. But this is the important part. (laughs) We have actual citizen journalists doing uh, the reporting that uh, used to be done by, you know, reporters. Shooting in Iowa, correct? Des Moines, Iowa? Okay. Six or seven gunshots, we're told were heard around 7.30, 7.40 in the morning. What do we know about the suspect? Well, according to the report that I have from the, uh, the libs of TikTok, Chaya does a great job. You know, she is someone, again, who is in this citizen journalism arena. She said, I found what I believe to be his TikTok account, which has already been scrubbed, and he would appear to be part of the LGBTQ community with that flag in his bio. In another post, he put the hashtag gender fluid. In another video, he acted out a shooting exchange. So uh, we are waiting for more details. At least three people were shot. The... uh, The gunman apparently turned the gun on himself. And as I know more details, I will pass them along. But you're not hearing any discussion of this, of course, from the uh, the legacy news media. Why? Because it it just doesn't fly with their agenda. 
There's so many different agendas at work now, you have to wonder if anybody is going to pick up the gauntlet and run with, I don't know, journalism for a change. I think that's what we're seeing with the emergence of citizen journalists. I really, really do. There's just so many different platforms. I mean, you don't need a radio station anymore. You don't need a television station anymore. You don't need a newspaper anymore. Frankly, you barely need a website anymore. So there are all sorts of folks who are getting into the game, who are sharing things that, uh, in many ways, you and I would never hear about otherwise. So I, I, I promise I'll keep you up to speed on that. I, I mentioned the, uh, the Richmond disaster. Uh, my friend Reva Trammell, city council member for the uh, South Side, the 8th District, she'll be with us. I don't know if it's today, tomorrow, but uh, Jeremy's going to get that lined up. Uh, she, she reached out to me and said, hey, there was this television uh, news report. I think it was on CBS 6. I apologize if I got that wrong. It might have been, oh, maybe it's ABC 8. Well, either 6 or 8. But there are other folks now coming out saying, hey, uh, we had exactly the same problem. Samuel Vini is the co-owner of a restaurant called Philly Vegan. He was born in Philadelphia. So right away, I got to get in on this. I, I don't know Samuel, and, and no offense to those who are vegans, but... Man, eat a sandwich, will you? Put some meat on that puppy. Uh, but he's got the restaurant, Philly Vegan. It's on the south side. And he said the support from the community has been fantastic. But once again, the Richmond City <laughs> Finance Department apparently uh, screwed some stuff up. He said when he uh, first opened the place, we we went down to get our business license and got everything straight. And he was told by uh, one of the Richmond City employees there, You're, you don't need to collect the meals tax because nobody's actually eating at your place. It's all takeout. So he said, okay, very good. And then he participated in an event and... Guess somebody from the city came along and said, hey, how come you're not doing the meals tax? And he said, well, I was at City Hall, and they said, we don't have to do it. And that auditor apparently said, yeah, well, uh, I've never heard of that. Now they want $27,000 from this guy. So two restaurants now I've got to check out if you're down on the south side, right? Latitude Seafood. You've got to go in and support them. And I don't know if there's actually anything I would eat at Philly Vegan, but... If I'm down that way, I'm telling you right now, I'm going in there and getting something uh, just to support them and help out a, a fellow native Philadelphian and somebody else who is is facing all sorts of nonsense from the city. You know, I, I was looking on social media. I was on Facebook, and my buddy Jeff Ottaviano, now you probably know Jeff if you... Uh, you know, the wine loft for uh, for many, many years, and he's got the whole the castle out in Goochland, right? I mean, it's just a, a great, great guy. He's He's got his own line of wines now. I, I just I just always sit back and am amazed at that stuff. If you've, By the way, if you've not been to Dover Hall, that's the castle I'm talking about. You got to go. You got to go. Uh, try some of the, the wine as well from Seven Lady Vineyards. That's uh, what he and his partner Chad have put together. But long story short, I saw Jeff on Facebook, and he mentioned something. He said, you know, I, I would never go and open a restaurant in the city of Richmond, and I've had the opportunity to. What does that tell you? Right? We hear the complaints. We hear the concerns about the city of Richmond. 
And, and none of them are really addressed. The city of Richmond still has appalling public schools. No one last year in any 7th grade class in the entire city of Richmond could actually pass the math SOL. That's a disaster. Is it addressed? No, of course not. The superintendent is there holed up in the Ed Shed sending out some other stupid email uh, about some other political issue that he finds himself um, just compelled to uh, spew his, his comments at. But the kids are still being underserved. They can't read. They can't write. They don't have stuff in schools in terms of supplies. They don't have schools in some cases. What else? Well, we got potholes, right? You got potholes in the city of Richmond that could swallow a Mack truck. Nobody does anything about them. And then you interact with people at City Hall and they're like, what do I care? So it really shouldn't come as a shock. But when you see one of Central Virginia's leading restaurateurs say, yeah, I wouldn't even think about it. That should be a wake up call to you. Because I want you to think about each and every one of the operations that... I'm going to use Jeff as an example simply because he's a friend and he he commented on it on on Facebook. And I know uh, one or two things, you know. uh, He was a pilot. And in what could only be uh, described as really bad economic times, he said, yeah, uh, I'm going to open this restaurant wine thing in short pump, the wine law. Uh, it's now Bartizan, but it was the wine loft for many, many years. Uh, and he had a place called the 250 Sports Grill out in Goochland, which oh, I miss that because that had the best prime rib you've ever had. And it was so well worth the drive uh, out to Goochland to get it. They're on Broad Street Road, as memory serves. Uh, but he had that. He had spirited art. But the, the big operations now, Dover Hall, Bartizan, and, and his vineyard, Seven Lady Vineyards. How many jobs has he created? I just want you to think about that through the years. How many jobs has Jeff created? How many people work at Dover Hall? Because you got people at Dover Hall who are in the kitchen. Uh, they're in the event division. Uh, they are selling space. They're booking space. They're prepping space. They're making sure that 100, 200, 1,000 people for a wedding are taken care of properly? How many people in that kitchen who have to prepare all of that stuff? How many people in the business section have got to count the money? Make sure people get paid. How about the people who take care of the grounds? I mean, there's a huge opportunity for employment. And when a guy like that says, yeah, I wouldn't even think about going in the city of Richmond. It's just terrible. That's a message to you right there. Now, if the city of Richmond had a mayor, well, oh, I, 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 you know, it's funny. I could stop there or I could go further. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll go just a little bit further. If the uh, city of Richmond had a mayor who were, I don't know, competent, concerned, connected, then maybe these issues would be addressed. But instead, we have LeVar Stoney, and God only knows what it is that he does on a regular basis, I mean, besides ripping down the monuments. Because that is that is a brilliant move when you think about it. To take about a billion dollars worth of tourism dollars right out of your pocket. That's that's just, mm, boy, it doesn't get much smarter than that. And he could very well be the, uh, the Democrats' nominee for governor. He wants it. He wants it. Abigail Spamberger, who 
well, she's she's built this great imaginary career, and uh, now she'd like to add governor to it. So that'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't get in the way of that uh, that battle. Uh, all right, so it is uh, Thursday Eve again. We've got Stu Smith coming up in a couple of moments. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with Stu about what's really going on behind the scenes in some of these colleges. We're, we're starting now to get some information, right? I got two boys in college, as you know. I don't have to tell you more about that. They, they share a little bit about what's going on there. Uh, I'm not thrilled with it, to be perfectly blunt. But this is at every college now. You, you and I may not have kids at, uh, at Harvard or Penn or uh, MIT. And by the way, that Dr. Sally Kornbluth needs to be the next one to go, but I digress. Uh, but this sort of stuff is happening everywhere. It's happening at VCU. It's happening at UVA. So we'll chat with Stu about that again. 535, Dr. Keith Ablo is going to be with us. Uh, chat a little bit uh, about his 24 ideas. Now, he's got two great pieces. He's doing so much writing these days. And I love Keith, and I love his writing, but he's got two great pieces. And I said, well, let's break these up. This week, let's talk about these 24 ideas for uh, a great 2024. Seems perfectly appropriate, right? And then next week, I'm going to get uh, Keith to offer some more perspective on a piece he did comparing Israel to a surgeon and Hamas to cancer. It's, it's great. And I, I do have it posted. Remember, 2024, you really have to be dedicated and uh, upfront as far as being with me on social media. So I'm asking you to follow Jeff Katz Show over on X, formerly known as Twitter, Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter. We picked up a few thousand new folks as a result of the vacation. Uh, Glenn Beck listeners and Todd Starnes listeners and Eric Erickson listeners all throughout the country. So uh, you'll be with a pretty good crew over there. Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter, and then on Facebook, uh, we're at, what, about, just about 20,000 folks over there. So, again, some pretty good opportunities for you to share and be involved and see everything we're going to talk about uh, before I actually talk about it. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. It is 316 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. <laughs> Three twenty-one, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Yes, yes, yes. It is Friday Eve. I've got to take a second here and say congratulations to someone. My uh, my friend Jonathan Cotton. Jonathan uh, is celebrating his tenth year in business with the Goodfeet Store. It's amazing to me the journey that uh, Jonathan started ten years ago. Remember, I mean, his story is, is, is the classic American story. He, he wasn't looking to start a business, by the way. He was one of those crazy people who likes running marathons. I mean, they're, they're nuts. Nice, but nuts. And he was having trouble. And long story short, he goes into the Goodfeet store. And they, they fit him with these uh, custom fit arch supports. And then he's back and running. And he says, man, I love this. And he bought the business 10 years ago. And since that time, he has expanded and expanded and expanded. And here's, here's the really, really important part of all of that. He, has, he now has more than 200 employees. More than 200 employees. That's 200 people in Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, who have jobs, health care. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Opportunities to take care of their family. The ability to pay their taxes. 200 jobs he created. Plus, 200 plus jobs he created. So hats off to him. Congratulations on 10 years. I am uh, happy to say I'm a a longtime customer, even before he owned the Good Feet store. I was a customer. And uh, he's just a good guy. He really is a good, solid guy. So I'm very proud of him and very happy for him. Let me uh, share a story with you. We got about a, what, a week or so before the, the boys are back in town, the Virginia General Assembly. And uh, all of the craziness is, is starting already. Oh, my God, there's a new law that's being proposed by a new state senator, elect, senator-elect, Saddam Salim. He says, we got to get concealed carry out of restaurants. He doesn't want you to be able to carry a concealed firearm to protect yourself or others into a restaurant or a bar. He says it's only going to result in trouble. The problem is it hasn't. It, 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 the law now is you have a concealed carry permit. You can carry in those places so long as you're not drinking alcohol. And I don't know about you, I haven't heard, read, seen anything that indicates that's a problem right now. And I will remind you, we are a, a an open carry state. So whether Sadim likes it or not, reality is that... <laughs> I don't know, maybe he wants to make it illegal to carry concealed, but the next thing you know, you just walk in there, open carry. That would be legal. It just, invariably, these folks get elected to office and they come up with solutions to things that are not actually problems. Right? They find an issue that, that is, it's not an issue. But they need something, and so that's what they do. Anyway, some craziness there, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. All right, so Stu Smith's going to be with us in a couple of moments. We'll talk about some of his great uh, citizen journalism inside of higher education. Jeff Cat Show is what you need to follow on X, the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. It's Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Three thirty-four. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Friday Eve. We've got a lot we are uh, covering this afternoon. I promise you that. My friend, Dr. Keith Ablo, is going to be with us in two hours. He'll be here at 535. Uh, we've got this week with Keith. Uh, look at some some great suggestions. He's, he's a brilliant guy. He came up with 24 ideas that uh, you and I can get behind, get on board with, to uh, really make 2024 uh, the best year yet. Uh, we've got an election coming up as well, in case you haven't noticed that. And the efforts continue to keep former President Trump off the ballot, even at the uh, very moment that Joe Biden and his team are saying, we're fighting for democracy. This is the uh, the possible end of the United States of America as we know it. Uh, on January the 6th, two days from now, he's going to be at Valley Forge. 
And uh, he continues to play this January 6th date for all that is possible. But anyway, we'll, we'll tackle that as uh, we head through the next couple of moments. I have become enamored of a number of folks on social media, X in particular, who are doing great citizen journalism, citizen reporting. Andy No is one of those guys. Uh, Mike Dickinson is doing great work. And Stu Smith has kind of uh, popped up on my radar doing a lot of stuff with the uh, the collegiate arena. And I thought, well, let's let's introduce Stu to everybody, find out what he's tackling. And I'm happy to say he's agreed to do that. Stu, good afternoon, sir. Hey, how are you, Jeff? I am doing well. I, I want you to take this opportunity. L- let everybody know who you are, what you're doing, and, and frankly, why they ought to be looking at your stuff over on X. Thank you, thank you. So I'm Stu Smith, and... You know, one of the just amazing things that is out there are these Zoom teach-ins that anyone can go to. And so I just go to these teach-ins that these activists hold, and I record it on my end, and I break it down in clips so people can actually see what these people, often professors getting paid six figures, um, say to young, impressionable minds some of the ideas that they put forward that are just deeply radical. And it's just frightening that tax dollars fund this, that no one seems to really care that these professors get to say these things that are tearing down, you know, just the basic values of our country, you know, just the mainlining of, you know, teaching kids that violence is okay if it's against people that you think disagree with you or have different values from you. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, for example, at William and Mary, of all places, there's a professor named Stephen Sheehy, um, and he gets paid $117,000, and that's readily available to search. Okay. Uh, and so cut number seven is him talking about teaching violence to students. Wow. Wow. All right. Now, we've got a, a couple of snippets you sent over. Uh, Germ, would you fire that one up? Let's take a listen to this. They knew in the moment that you grab the gun, like Fanon says, you're no, you're, you're, you're no longer oppressed. You're now free. How do we teach that in the class? Just to say that in the class, my s- students' heads explode, right? To tell them about violence, you know, as a revolutionary tool, as, an, an, as sometimes a revolutionary essential, they, their head explodes. Wow. All right. So, so still, you're talking about these, these teach-ins. These are professors uh, around the country. Uh, they do the Zoom class, essentially. Uh, you can sign up for them. When we talk about teaching violence, do we, do we have teachers? I mean, I just heard that, and my, my, my head is, is just pounding listening to that stuff that do we have these sorts of folks all over the country saying to their students you need to arm yourselves and participate in whatever revolution you decide is worthy of participating in i mean it's all over the world i mean i've seen this preached in australia um a professor out of the university of ghent um was talking about how the houthis are the most humanitarian group in the world what um Stop. Yeah. No, it's, come on. Now, Stu, I was willing to let you go out. No, there's no prophet. Really? That's what he said. Oh. 
Yeah, I mean, Visegrad picked that up um, oh and God. reported on it after I, you know, shared the clip with them. I mean, it's yeah. it's simply horrific. And the, the 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 thing that I really just hate about these professors is that you know they do lip service and then they admit radical things like I don't even believe in states or countries. So you know it's they're so radical that yeah. I mean we're not even working on the same kind of. Um, it's not even the same board. You know, right. they don't believe and they say things like, I don't argue with Zionists. Oh. So I can't even have a debate with any of these people mm-hmm. about, you know, a solution because they don't even want to breach the topic with anyone who supports Israel at all. I mean, it's just you can't reason with these people. Well, and that that was uh, a good point. I was going to follow up in exactly that way, Stu, and I appreciate you getting there first. There, there is limited interaction with the professors, or is there a, an engaging dialogue with the students? Which way does it normally go? I mean, I've, if you have a student who has a question that challenges the professor, mm-hmm. um, they kick the students out. Um, they say it's disruptive. I mean, they, they, they stack the deck so you can't even contest with them. Right. And, you know, uh, and I mean, these are deeply radical people. I mean, let's look at another professor, and this is at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, Dr. Uh, Bikram Gill. He gets paid $72,000 a year to preach this. He was on a uh, Democrat Socialist of America Zoom call with um, some, some of your viewers might have seen these clips, you know, yeah. You see these radical protests in New York City yep. from within our lifetime. Um, right, right. So he's on the call with within our lifetime and Charlotte Cates out of Samadun. And uh, the German government kicked Samadun out of their country and labeled them as a group that supports terrorists because they support the Popular Front uh, for the Liberation of Palestine. They're effectively um, giving money to them. So this would be right. cut number six. And so this is a Virginia Tech professor here. All right, let's take a listen to that. So we must stand with the armed resistance and work right now to end this impunity by disrupting the flow of weapons to Zionists. Because trust, the armed resistance will defeat Zionism if it was open battlefield, right? So the demands, whether it's for ceasefire now or disrupting those weapons, is to end the impunity that the Western world grants to Israel so it does not have to fight in the open battlefield, that it can do these cowardly airstrikes from the air. Uh huh. So, uh, amongst other things, a good professor is a little uh, PO'd that Israel has uh, built an air force, right? I mean, he, it, it's just there, there's there's such a a pathetic part of this stew. It's such such ugliness. It is it is vicious anti-Semitism. You know that, and I know that. It has nothing to do with Zionism or Israel or anything. I mean, it, it is what it is. These are uh, uh, folks who have embraced Jew hatred, and it, it is on college campuses all over America, as you're pointing out. I, many of us thought, Stu, that it was just well, it was like the uh, the Sally Cornbluth from MIT or Claudine Gay from Harvard or uh, uh, the woman who was the formerly the president of Penn. But but you're here now. You're at Virginia Tech. You're at William and Mary. What about like a place like VCU? I've heard a lot of stuff coming out of there. Yeah, VCU is an interesting one. And let's just look at um, you know Dr. Rao, the president. Yeah. So um, he pens this letter on October twelfth. And he effectively um, condemns Hamas. And then the next day, he 
walks that all back. And a lot of that is due to the relationship that VCU has with Qatar, Qatar, mm-hmm. where, you know, in 1998, they were the first American college to join Education City. So the satellite campus of all these various schools throughout the world right. are based in Qatar, and okay. uh, Qatari students can study there and get a more Western-style education. But, you know, our values here in America are not the values of Qatar. And so effectively, his letter was criticizing uh, the emir, the previous Mm -hmm. emir of Mm -hmm. Qatar, who, A, was the number one first world leader to recognize Hamas uh, post-2006. And he visited there with his second wife. And, you know, there's a ton of stuff named after him in Gaza as a result. Mm. So... (laughs) So, you know, why are we in bed with people who don't have the same American values? I mean, you had VCU professors teaching over there who were having shipments of books that got searched and the books disappeared. Things were censored. I mean, so, you know, that is an aspect of this. But you have a definitely a radical core of people there at VCU. Um, Some of them are students. Some of them are people who are not students. Um, you have professors encouraging things. You know, uh, Rob Whitman was protested, uh, and, you know, someone who was not a student was taken out of that, uh, you know, open. It was a, a discussion on STEM that they interrupted. But, um, yeah. Wow. All right, so, Stu, here's what I, w- I would like people to do. I-, I discovered you over on X. I follow you now. I take a look at what's going on. Tell everybody how they can stay up to date with you and all the stuff that you're doing exposing this I don't know. I would say insanity, but then that takes sort of responsibility away. You know, it, it, it's evil that's on uh, college campuses. So how can people stay stay abreast of this and uh, follow you? Absolutely. Uh, I am very active on X, and that is at the STU, STU Studio. So at the Stu, Stu Studio, I post threads breaking down the arguments that these activists make uh, almost every day. Um, Check out my highlights over there. A lot of Virginia schools are represented, Mm -hmm. and you can just see what this looks like all across um, the world and how horrific it truly is. Oh, my gosh, it absolutely is. I appreciate what you're doing. Would you mind coming back? We'll we'll get you back in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about some of of the other stuff you're doing. Sadly, uh, you're not at a loss for material. Yeah, happy to come back on and keep people informed on what's going on and uh, what new developments I'm seeing and things that they can keep an eye out for uh, and make sure their own students don't get wrapped up in this insanity. I, I, I love it. Do me a favor. Give, give you that uh, address on X one more time, would you please? Yeah, yes, sir. So that is um, the STU, STU studio, uh, the Stu, Stu studio over on X. Right. Uh, thank you so much. I love it. Stu Smith, thank you for being here. Uh, if you get a chance, you're over on X, formerly known as Twitter. A couple of things you ought to follow. Obviously, you ought to be following Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter. Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter. Follow uh, Stu's work over there, The Stu Stu Studio on X. You're online. Get signed up. Make sure you're following The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. Oh, Almost forgot. Uh, you want to weigh in on stuff. Remember, 
my friends over at Chronic Care of Richmond are now sponsoring our text line, which I think should mean is going to be up and running all the time. That'll be great. Uh, thanks so much to uh, Dr. Brian Snyder, the whole team over there. You know, I, I look, I love those guys. You know that. I've been involved with them for was it, three years now. And they've got a couple of different divisions. I, I spent my time really at the weight loss RBA portion of it, but they do all sorts of great work over there. And uh, they are now sponsoring the text line. So it is officially the Chronic Care of Richmond text line. 833-804-1140. 833-804-1140. It is Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Three fifty one, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. You know, it's interesting to me that uh, serial plagiarist uh, Claudine Gay has now been, well, I was going to say removed. As she's resigned, uh, she's not. She's not going to be president of Harvard University anymore. And yet, we still have a confirmed serial plagiarist sitting in the Oval Office. Nineteen eighty seven. I know that's like ancient history for some people, but. Washington Post, New York Times, uh, Michael Dukakis. I mean, there were all sorts of people. None of these members of our uh, vast right-wing conspiracy who leaked the news of Joe Biden plagiarizing a speech that had originally been given by Neil Kinnock, the leader of the British Labor Party. I mean, it was word for flippin' word. I, I am surprised, in fact, he didn't try and uh, do the accent. Kinnick is a, is a Welshman. Maybe he doesn't do Welsh. I don't know. I don't know. He even used the phrase, go to university. You ever hear an American say, go to university? It is a British-ism, if you will. Brits speak of going to university. You and I would say, oh, yeah, I went to college. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, it was just such a, a, a terrible, terrible situation. Oh, and by the way, as a result of all of that, then people said, hey, tell us about your grades again. Because remember, he was telling people, I have three bachelor's degrees, and I, I finished first in my class, and I got this and that, and then that all started to leak. And guess what? None of it was true. But it was the word for word. Well, anyway, listen, I don't want to pass judgment. Don't we have the guy from CNN? He, he has a, a thought or two on plagiarism. These plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, we should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. But that is plagiarism. Good Lord. I, you know, I, and I apologize for getting now. You know what? I don't apologize for that. Man, that is the very definition of plagiarism. Honest to goodness, go online right now. Go to dictionary.com. You're, 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 you have somebody uh, in your family who still has books. God, I love books. Uh, go, go and get the dictionary out. Look up plagiarism. The pinhead from CNN just defined plagiarism in an effort to say, well, it wasn't really plagiarism. Of course it is. Uh, and we have a plagiarist in the White House. Do you think he's going to be the nominee come November, by the way? I've been really thinking about this. 
And, you know, I look, I detest Joe Biden and his gang of grifters. I think they're awful, awful human beings. Uh, and th- there's just so much wrong with him. But I, I, I don't think Democrats are stupid. I, I think they're wrong, and a lot of them are evil, but I don't think they're stupid. And so I, I do have to wonder, I'm asking it out loud, if they're going to let him be the nominee in November, knowing that a matchup with Donald Trump would really just not go all that well. Remember, the Democrats have these things they call superdelegates. These are party bosses. These are all sorts of behind-the-scenes people. A lot of them are Obamatons at this point. And so, I hate to say it out loud, because now I sound like a lunatic and a uh, conspiracy theorist. But I've been trying to figure this out. I really have. And you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Even sitting here with... uh, my uh, 2023 Employee of the Year, Pixie, my executive producer, 10-pound chihuahua with four teeth. I'm still not the smartest one in the room, but I'm telling you, there's something going on. And I just have this weird sense that the Democrats are looking at Biden saying, eh, we'll just let you sail through the primaries. And, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get you actually to the, uh, the convention and you can accept the nomination, but then you got to go. Then you got to go. And who would they get then? Well, it wouldn't be Kamala Harris, because she, she has poll numbers even lower than, uh, than him. So who would it be? You know who I think? Michelle Obama. I do. I think Michelle Obama. I think they promised Kamala Harris, hey, uh, we'll put you on the Supreme Court. Just, uh, you know, get out of the way. Put you on the Supreme Court. And that would explain why Gavin Newsom who is a thoroughly useful idiot and a thoroughly weak, woke sort of a dude, is campaigning for president so hard right now. He's really campaigning for vice president. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts. I hope I'm nuts. But uh, I have a feeling that, uh, sadly, I might be on to something. Make sure you're following Jeff Katz Show on X, formerly known as Twitter, and The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. It is Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Friday Eve, my friends. Friday Eve. We've got uh, Dr. Keith Ambler joining us at uh, 535. Talk a little bit about Keith's 24 ideas for 2024. A lot of us. Yeah, we look at that uh, that new year thing. Like, okay, making changes, big changes, doing all the good changes. And then probably by tomorrow, the day after. You forgot them all. You've stopped doing them. I think it has to be a process. I really do. Am I doing things differently in the new year? I am. I absolutely. I've got a couple of things uh, very much outside of, of this here little thing. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And so I got a lot of things that I'm doing. And I, I, I always say you, gotta, you, you have to invest in yourself. You really do. Experiences, education. Those are things that are going to mean something long term. Doesn't mean that you have to have the world's oldest car that doesn't work. Go get a car. I'm not telling you not to do that. But I am saying there are other things that are not things that actually are pretty meaningful. All right, that's my uh, preaching for, uh, for the day. I will tell you 
that even though Dr. Claudine Gay is no longer going to be the president of Harvard, Joe Biden, also a confirmed serial plagiarist, uh, will remain as president of the United States. Uh, during our little uh, uh, siesta there, Germ was able to go in. You, you have his actual Neil Kinnock speech, right? Let's say uh, 1988-ish. Let's take a listen. What law school did you attend, and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is, could you quickly... I, I think, we I, I, think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only need 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. If I could say one thing. I think just in my own opinion, I'm not questioning your IQ at all. I'm just saying that with the people that we have elected to office in recent years, I think that we have to question their credentials very solidly. Well, I think you're right, Frank. But you know what I find kind of interesting? It seems to me if you can speak, you're at a liability in the Democratic Party anymore. It seems to me you've all become heartless technocrats. It seems to me that you forget that what happens is we've never as a party, we have never as a party, move this nation by 14-point position papers and nine-point programs. It seems to me that when we got involved in the civil rights movement, Frank, nobody asked Martin Luther King what his legislative agenda was. He marched to change attitudes. When the women's movement started, it did not move with a constitutional amendment. They marched to change attitudes. And this party better understand full well that it's about time we change our attitude and we begin to change the attitudes of Americans about what their responsibilities are to the poor, about what their responsibilities are to other people, and about what our responsibility in the world is. And that requires changing attitudes. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. By the way, Jerm, go in and, and cut that down. I, I, I want that part where he goes through his academic resume because none of what he said was true. None of it. He lied about every single one of those accomplishments. Number one in my class, not true. More credits by a, by a, by, by a huge margin than needed to graduate, not true. Remember, he also told us he was going to play on the football team, then he was accepted. Where was he accepted? Was it Annapolis or West Point? I don't know. He claimed he was accepted to a service academy, but he didn't go there. Uh, he graduated with three undergraduate degrees, which would have been pretty impressive if it were true, but it's a complete and total lie. None of what he said was true. Every single solitary thing that came out of that man's mouth right there was an out-and-out lie. None of it true. Not a single solitary thing. Uh, By the way, he's the president of the United States now. He is the president of the United States. Talk about embarrassing, huh? Oh, I got a note here. Uh, from uh, Mike. Mike is the uh, the owner and operator of a Journey Ends Tattoo Studio out in Powhatan. Now remember what we're doing, or we're trying to do. My buddy Carl Leonard, the sheriff of Chesterfield County, is, as he always is, trying to help support, raise money for the Special Olympics of Virginia. So 
he and a team from the Chesterfield County Sheriff's Office, the Super Sickles, will go in February out to Virginia Beach, be part of the big polar plunge. Well, Carl, every year, lays down a new challenge to people to help raise money. And Carl's going to be with us, I think, next week. Uh, I got a couple of days off next week. I apologize in advance. I got uh, uh, doctor stuff. But, I mean, I'm fine. Not to worry about it. But I don't, I don't want you to get scared or upset. But I'm, I'm just giving you the heads up. I think it's what, Wednesday and Thursday next week. I'm not here. Uh, so Carl said, here is what I would like to do. If I can raise $10,000... Carl said he will get the Special Olympics tattoo on him. He'll get the logo of the Special Olympics. He's already gotten permission to do it from the Special Olympics. He'll have that tattooed on himself, and he'll do that on a live Facebook broadcast. So I said, okay, well, let's raise even more. I said, how about $15,000? So I said to Carl, I will get the Special Olympics logo tattooed on me live on a Facebook live cast, if we can raise $15,000. So those details are posted, they're shared. I know Carl has them on his social media pages. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put them back up on all of my social media pages because I think we've got about four weeks to raise this money. And uh, Mike Ivey, who is the owner and operator of uh, Journey's End Tattoo Studio out in Powhatan, has already said he'll do it for us. He will uh, get the uh, necessary needles. Well, I, I don't know. I, it's been so long since I've been in a tattoo shop. God, it's, I realize it's like, uh, uh, well, it's a long time. It's like 30 years. But I, I've, I've made the promise. I've made the pledge. If we can raise $15,000 for Special Olympics of Virginia, the $15,000 mark, it will be Sheriff Carl Leonard, and yours truly, getting that Special Olympics logo tattooed. And we're going to do it live on Facebook. You'll be able to enjoy it as much as we do. And it will happen at uh, Mike Ivey's shop, Journey's End Tattoo Studio out in Powhatan. But we've got to raise the money, just so we're all very clear. We're not just getting ink for the sake of getting ink. Although both of us have done that in the past. Uh, no, this is to raise money for Special Olympics. So I'm going to share all that on uh, social media once again. Do you remember Secretary Mayorkas the other day had the latest term? Remember, it was, uh, well, illegal alien, and then it was illegal immigrant, and then it was, uh, what, uh, undocumented, uninvited, and uh, Mayorkas now came up with irregular migrant. And all I could think of was, man, a little Metamucil. If you're irregular, a little Metamucil. Take some advice from uh, one of our senators, Mark Warner. Does it not look to you as it does to me that every time Mark Warner is on camera, you can see his face? Does he not always look like he could use a little X-Lax? I swear to you. It's like Senator Grumpy right there. Well, anyway, uh, irregular migrant is the latest term of art but remember nikki haley nikki haley by the way is uh polling number two up in new hampshire uh, she says she wants to be president well what happened somebody went back and uh, looked at nikki haley and what did nikki haley see cut number four please but let's keep in mind these people that are wanting to come here they want to come for a better life too they have kids too they have a heart too they so 
We don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. Yeah, the only thing about that is that they are criminals. They are, by definition, criminals. Now, we can talk about what the motivation is, all right? If you'd like, because I agree with Nikki Haley on the one part. They do want to come here for a better life, and I, I don't begrudge anybody that desire. My family came to the United States for a better life. Your family may very well have come to the United States for a better life. So I I don't in any way disparage that part of it, but there are laws, there are rules, there are procedures, and we should never place procedure over people. But there are laws. And when you violate the law, when you break the law, you are, by definition, a criminal. You are committing an illegal act that makes you a criminal. That's just, you know, just the fact. So I don't know exactly where Nikki Haley is on a lot of this stuff. She, she fell for the gotcha question the other day about uh, the Civil War, right? They should have asked that question to Vivek Ramaswamy. And I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy is in any danger of becoming president of the United States, but I'll tell you what, man, he is not playing anybody's games. He's calling out people left, right, and center and saying, you, you are a fraud, you are despicable, and I know what you're going to write about me, but it is what it is. It is 414, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 34, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Yes, it's Thursday, but doesn't it sound better when we say Friday Eve? Yes, 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 it was. Yes, it does. Uh, I wanted to uh, just sort of wrap up very quickly. I, I'm not going to make the show about my Uncle Mort. I want to make it about your Uncle Mort. No, I really do. I want you to uh, think about that. I. I loved my Uncle Mort. I mean, that's not going to change. I'm just sharing with you a couple of little tidbits from him. Uh, my Uncle Mort was a, a school teacher, taught English. And like I said, a better part of 50 years, retired, and then went back to school. I uh, went back to teach, rather, as a, a long-term substitute, wound up a girls' high in Philadelphia, and was absolutely, positively beloved by his students. Simple as that. He's exactly the sort of person you want as a teacher. Someone who knows their subject inside and out, upside down, and is passionate about it. He loved English. He loved literature. He loved plays. And he was really smart. He was a super smart guy. In fact, what we used to do at uh, our house, when we had a really tough question, we couldn't figure something out, we would all turn to each other and say, okay, call Uncle Mort. Uncle Mort was like a, a living, breathing encyclopedia. He, he was Google before Google was Google. And he knew the answer to everything. And he was funny. And he was kind. And he was a good guy. And he was not a celebrity. He never had millions of followers on Instagram, but he touched thousands of people. He made thousands of people into better people throughout the years as a school teacher. And I can guarantee you, 
you've got somebody just like Uncle Mort in your family. Cherish them now. Think about them now. Spend time with them now. Acknowledge them. I, I wish that we could salute more people like Uncle Mort and less people like the members of the Kardashians. That's uh, just me. But if you want to see a couple of really good photos, I think they're touching photos. I've got them all up on uh, social media. And by all means, you can just take a look at that. Remember, 2024, a couple of things going to be different. We're really trying uh, very, very hard to uh, uh, make things better all the way around. And and that will include a lot of enhanced uh, social media. So if you are not yet following Jeff Katz's show on X, formerly known as Twitter, you need to do that. Jeff Katz's show over there and the Jeff Cat show on Facebook. You'll find all the stuff I'm talking about. I've got it all posted. You know who 50 Cent is, right? I almost said 50 Cent, and then I would be exposed to somebody who didn't know anything. No, I 50 Cent, a uh, very, very accomplished rapper, is actually a really solid actor as well, in addition to being a rapper. I can't tell you that I'm overly familiar with his rap performances, but I can tell you as an actor, I have absolutely positively seen him in a number of things and thought, wow pretty good well he is outraged about california's decision to use taxpayer money to pay for so-called free health care for illegal aliens well well, not illegal aliens um um, uninvited guests no uh uh, irregular migrants i i just i'm trying hard to stay up with all the uh you know the cool kids and all their their slogans these days so uh irregular migrants has become the term of art from uh, secretary mayorkas And he says, quote, I don't understand this. This is going to cost $2.6 billion for taxpayers. They don't even give veterans health insurance. Help me understand this. Then he uses a term. And he says, and then it's a whiskey tango foxtrot. I wish I could help you understand it. I can't. Right? To, to, To tell illegal aliens or uninvited guests or undocumented people or irregular migrants or whatever the heck the term is we're going to use because it makes somebody somewhere feel better about something. How can you say that a state like California with a $63 billion deficit, that's B, $63 billion deficit now says every illegal alien will uh, be the recipient of free health care. And, of course, you and I both know there's nothing free. Taxpayers are going to pay for that. 50 Cent knows that. So why, do I, why am I paying for this? How come we're not doing more for veterans? Well, you got to think about that sort of stuff. Uh, tomorrow, my friend Reva Trammell is going to be here, city council member from uh, Richmond. She represents the South Side, the 8th District. Uh, she's going to be here to talk a little bit about these, these ridiculous situations with restaurants in the city of Richmond where the Richmond City Hall folks have screwed up. I know nobody's exactly shocked by that, but uh, they've screwed up. And these restaurants are being hit with these absolutely ridiculous, outrageous charges, $20,000, dollars $50,000, because they didn't collect the meals tax. Because they were told by somebody at City Hall, you don't have to do that because you're a takeout place. The uh, collection process wasn't up and running. So I've got two on the list when I get to the south side. I don't get I don't get south of the river all that much. But when I do, I got a couple of places that I will go. I'm going to hit up Latitude Seafood on the south side cuz they got smacked around on this. And I I've got to go to this place called Philly Vegan even though I'm not a vegan. Uh but I am from Philadelphia. 
as you know, and uh, Samuel Vini is apparently the co-owner of Philly Vegan. They opened the restaurant, he and his uh, other business partner in 2021, said the community loves it. I don't know. I, I've not tried the food, so uh, I will venture south to try it. It's called Philly Vegan. It's on the south side. Uh, but he went to set up the business and got the business license and everything that he was supposed to do, except the Richmond City Hall folks said, well, you are a takeout business. You do not have to collect the meals tax. Don't worry about it. So he didn't. And now they say, oh, yeah, uh, we we were probably wrong. So give us twenty seven thousand dollars. The campaign is underway, just so you are very clear. And I'm still wondering, will the Democrats allow Joe Biden to actually be the nominee? I, man, I still think behind the scenes, there are people in the Democrat Party who, again, they may be bad people. They may be pure evil people, but they are not stupid. They like control. They love control. and They want to remain in control. Do they allow Joe Biden to go into the November election carrying their banner? I, I, I don't know. It, when I put on my tinfoil hat, I'm thinking, no, that's not going to happen. They got the super delegates on the, the Democrat side. They're going to they're gonna go to him. It's going to be a backroom deal. They're going to say, look, you get to do the following. You get to step aside. You blame medical conditions, whatever it is. You've had four years there. Good for you. It's all nice. You get to step aside. Kamala Harris becomes president for a couple of days. First thing that she does is to pardon you, your uh, your idiot son, and your uh, goofy brother, and anybody else who was part of the gang of grifters. And they should probably throw in a pardon for him just for good good measure. And then they say, okay, uh, we're going to have uh, Michelle Obama as the Democrat Party nominee. And I would say Gavin Newsom is really auditioning for vice president on that ticket. That's why he's out there doing as much stuff as he's doing. That's that's just my sense when I got the tinfoil hat on. But all of that being said, the campaign is underway. We have the first commercial from the Biden-Harris regime. Can we hear cut number five? I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presidency. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. There's something dangerous happening in America. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The Vice President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. America is still a place of possibilities where the power resides with we, the people. That's our soul. We are the United States of America. There is nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. It's, you'll notice what's missing from that, right? Come on, man. I know, but no, what's missing is is the part where he stands up and says, take a look at all the good stuff I did. You wouldn't believe. Remember how terrible it was four years ago? 
when you had all that money in your pocket and all that money in your 401k and your IRA was just bulging, you know, bulging at the seams and, and gasoline was really affordable. The shelves were all stocked. None of that's there. Why? Well, because he can't run on his record. This is all about fear. They are running a campaign that says Donald Trump will destroy democracy. Number one, I hate to do this, but we just have to be clear. You know, we're not a democracy, right? We're a representative republic. See, here's what a democracy is. Pure democracy. It's it's two foxes and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. That's a democracy. That's not what we are. And we don't allow the tyranny of the majority, nor should we indulge the tyranny of the minority, which is something that Vivek Ramaswamy has been talking about. But Joe Biden cannot run on his record of accomplishment because he has none. So instead, he is running this entire campaign, this entire campaign, based on fear. Based on fear that somehow, some way, the election of Donald Trump, because that's what he's pointing at, of course, would be the death of the United States of America? Well, I don't see that. I don't think you have to like Donald Trump. Personally, I'm getting a little tired of the the qualifiers I I have to give out, but I feel like I have to give them out. You can hate Donald Trump. You can hate the tweets. You can hate what he said about this, that, or the other. I get it. I totally, totally get it. But you can't argue with his record of accomplishment. You just can't. Donald Trump is the guy who is standing up on behalf of real people. And when Donald Trump was playing the game from the Democrat Party side, everything was fine. They liked his money. His views were just fine. He was saluted, along with Don King and Rosa Parks, for his efforts on behalf of civil rights. Think about that. Now all of a sudden he's the worst uh, bigot and racist and hater and all this other nonsense that they've just created out of whole cloth. There is nothing about the time that Joe Biden's been in office that's been positive. Nothing. Not a single solitary thing. And so I guess it's not a great shock that his re-election efforts don't point to his successes since there are none. They continue to try and demonize Donald Trump and undermine anybody who would dare say, hey, I'm not really on board with the swamp nonsense. But that's where we are. Don't forget, you can always jump in and be part of this by uh, visiting us on our Chronic Care of Richmond text line. Thanks again to uh, uh, Dr. Brian Snyder and his lovely wife, Janine, the whole team over there. They're just great people. But anyway, uh, the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140. That is indeed the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, the way that you can jump in and uh, join me. Coming up at uh, 535, my buddy Dr. Keith Ablo. 24 tips, ideas, suggestions, thoughts that maybe, maybe help each and every one of us make 2024 just better than it could be. Yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting with Keith at 535. It is 445, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Four 
51, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is, yeah, it's Thursday, which uh, we like to refer to as uh, Friday Eve. Dr. Uh, Carol Swain has posted uh, a little something on X. Dr. Swain is the professor from whom Claudine Gay stole so much. Here's the news report. Dr. Swain just shared this. She says, quote, an acclaimed African-American scholar who has accused Harvard's outgoing president, Claudine Gay, of ripping off her work is demanding that the prestigious university's board clarify what exactly they consider plagiarism after they stood by the embattled academics work. Attorneys representing Carol Swain, a former political science professor at Vanderbilt University, sent a letter to the Harvard Corporation, the school's highest governing body, requesting to know what remedies the Ivy League institution seeks to make for the unauthorized use of her work. That's a great question, isn't it? That's a great question. Well, what are they going to do for her? Maybe they can make her the president of Harvard University. She would actually be qualified for it. Maybe Claudine Gay, who, if she continues working at Harvard, she's on staff now at about $900,000 a year. If she stays another 20 years, I mean, she's 53 years old. So what's the retirement age these days? Is it 63? Is it 67? I don't know. I I just know every day I get up and think, huh, one day closer. That's pretty cool. Uh, But uh, she will make... Call it almost $20 million. You know what? No, let's not round up. Let's round down. Let's say she makes $15 million. Maybe she's off on vacation or something, you know, sabbatical. Let's say she makes $15 million moving forward in her professional career. Shouldn't she pay part of that to Dr. Swain? Don't you think? I think so. I think there should absolutely, positively be something that comes out of this that compensates Dr. Swain for what she has had to put up with. Oh, you know the uh, irregular migrants? Because that's that's the term we're using now. We don't say illegal alien. We don't say illegal immigrant. We don't say undocumented. We don't say uninvited. We don't, you know, none of those. Now it's uh, irregular migrants. Irregular migrants have actually been giving uh, interviews to the Associated Press. Because, you know, the Associated Press is really interested in, well, the Associated Press, I suppose. But... Uh, These folks who are crossing the border illegally have shared with the Associated Press that their goal is actually securing American citizenship and that they fully intend to have anchor babies. Associated Press interviewed foreign nationals who were living in shelters in Mexico, including a couple that's pregnant with their third child. Third child. And their goal is... to have this baby delivered in the United States of America so the baby is automatically an American citizen. Think about that. That's their goal. Because once they get that in place, once they get the anchor baby situation all covered, man, they are all good to go, aren't they? Everybody in the family. The mom, the dad, and the two other children. So that's five new people, part of the, uh, the great American dream. You're killing the American dream for a lot of us who are trying to live the American dream. You're you're making a lot of us who are not nearly as old as we feel sometimes think, well, maybe the American dream as we knew it is just done. I hope that's not the case. 
I, I do hope that your kids and my kids have the opportunity to go and live that American dream. A couple of uh, interesting texts coming in on the Chronic Care of Richmond text line. Uh, Jeff, uh, I love that you honored your Uncle Morton, gave him great praises and accolades. Uh, more people should honor their family members and friends just like you did. Jeff, we love you. All right, that's uh, that's Jim and Deb from Mechanicsville. They're such nice people. God, I was so thrilled to uh, meet them a couple of weeks back at uh, Politics and Pints. Hey, Jeff, remember Biden personally rebuilt the I-95 bridge that collapsed in Philadelphia not long ago? He did it with what? Chewing gum and bailing wire. That's from Tim in Chesterfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just ask him. He'll tell you how great he is. Now, whether any of those things are actually connected to uh, the real world or not, that is another question for another time. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Five oh four, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a uh, Thursday afternoon, heading into a Thursday evening. Friday Eve does, in fact, sound uh, pretty doggone good. I got one or two other little snippets here. I've got to share with you, uh, coming from our friends in the White House, and I'm just trying to figure out exactly what they mean. I, I shared the Joe Biden commercial a few minutes ago. You know what? Just to, to give everybody a refresher, do, let, let's hear that one more time. Cut number five. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presidency. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. There's something dangerous happening in America. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. The most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The Vice President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. America is still a place of possibilities where the power resides with we, the people. That's our soul. We are the United States of America. There is nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. I got hairy leg that turned uh, blonde in the sun. You approved a message? Man, I couldn't even understand your freaking message. Does it not sound to you like he's got yesterday's oatmeal still rattling around in his dentures? I, I, I would make him try and walk a straight line. If that guy were driving a car and I pulled him over and he started talking like that, I'm telling you right now. I'd want you to stand on one foot, raise your leg. I'd do the whole nystagmus gaze test. Because to me, you just sound drunk. How can you approve a message? What is your message? Well, I'm, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're right. I can't argue with that because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, that's Joe Biden, though. He's the, he's the president. No, he is. I, I know we don't like the fact that he's the president, but he's the president. Can't run on his record. God help us. That's what they have to say. Well, they wouldn't say God because they're, for the most part, uh, the atheist, the heathens, but I, I mean, you know, uh, undefined superior being. No, they wouldn't go. What, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? They'd say, oh, blank. Uh, we can't run on the record because, you know, we, what's our record? Well, we have a lot of firsts. We have that guy who says he's a gal who's the deputy undersecretary for health or something. 
Oh, and we just promoted a guy who says he's a gal to lieutenant colonel in the Space Force. Okay. And we've got the first ever uh, female black lesbian press secretary. Okay. How about the economy? Any work at all on the economy? Nothing? You got nothing. Okay. So, yeah, you can't run on your record then, clearly. He he goes on. We got another little clip, right? Because this is going to be, what is it, January the 6th, coming up in two days. It's going to be at Valley Forge. I wonder if there's going to be another one where they have the, uh, the brutal-looking red background. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. It was like something out of a, a bad science fiction film. But uh, I don't know if they'll do that. Maybe I'll put him in a boat. Well, I mean, they're going to be in the area. Maybe they'll say, well, we need you to cross the uh, the Delaware. You're going to do this whole George Washington thing. And he can tell you about how he and George used to pal around and and, and do stuff and, and whatever. I don't I, It's January 6th, though. That's that's the issue. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it was an insurrection. Again, it's a legal term. I don't know anybody who's happy about it. I certainly wasn't happy about it. I don't know anybody who's proud of it. I don't know any of those things. But I also know it wasn't an insurrection, because insurrection is a legal term. And out of the, the 100 people, 200 people, however many people you've prosecuted for this, DOJ, not a single solitary person has actually been charged with insurrection. If that's the crime, you have to charge the crime. And they broke in and acted like idiots. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Although a lot of them are still telling you they were invited in. I don't know. But I, I don't see Donald Trump as a threat to this country. I know he's not a threat to this country. I know that this country was, in a, was a far better place when he was president than with this guy. Give me cut number one, please. And David, President Biden is expected to travel to two deeply symbolic places to draw direct contrast with Donald Trump. On the third anniversary of January 6th, the president will deliver remarks near Valley Forge, that historic site where George Washington commanded the troops during the Revolutionary War. And then on Monday, President Biden expected to speak inside that historic black church in Charleston, South Carolina, where nine people were gunned down by a white supremacist. His campaign says this is meant to send a message about what's at stake this election. How about visiting East Palestine, Ohio? Remember that place where the trains went off the tracks? Where our pseudo-secretary of transportation, what's his name, Pete Buttigieg? You remember him, the guy they had the photos of him uh, with his husband, and they were, what, chest-feeding? Remember that nonsense? You remember that. And he's qualified, as you know, to be secretary of transportation because, well, two things, really. Number one, he's gay. And number two, he owned a train set as a kid. So, I mean, really, could you think of anybody with uh, more impeccable bona fides than him? I, I, I can't. How come uh, Joe Biden still hasn't visited that town where there was real damage done? I mean, I'm just asking. I, you know, I don't know the answer. I'm just spitballing here. That's all I do. I, I have the new Donald Trump commercial, the first official Donald Trump commercial, but I got to tell you, it's not, it, it's more of a television spot, an internet spot. There's not as much uh, verbiage to it. So, I mean, we'll track something down that I can share with you. You can find it all over uh, the web, right? An internet, an internet near you. You can find it there. AP still continuing to rage against conservatives, claiming that plagiarism is uh, is a tool used by conservatives. I didn't know that. I mean, I really didn't. I didn't know that. 
I thought plagiarism was when you copied somebody else's work. In fact, I know that's what plagiarism is. It is just so simple and so straightforward and not nearly as complicated as some on the left are trying to have you believe. It is not racial. It is not misogynistic. It's not anything except copying somebody else's work. That's what it is. Joe Biden, by the way, is heading into the election with, quote, alarming weakness among stalwarts of the Democrat Party base. Black voters, Hispanic voters, and young voters are ditching him in droves. Why? Well, because he hasn't done anything for them. He's weakened the country. He's destroying their future. He's breaking the, well, he's broken the economy. God, God help us if he continues in this direction. All the while, he spent close to 40% of last year on vacation. Could you imagine if he actually was showing up for work instead of being gone 40% of the time? And I know presidents are still technically working, right? I don't think they ever get the time off, but I, I see all of these images of him on the beach. I don't see any aides nearby. I don't see anybody who could go to him and whisper in his ear and say, hey, listen, stuff's going on. You need to, uh, you need to be aware of it. Canada, our friend to the north, they have now uh, honored someone by the name of uh, Morgane Ogre. Morgane is a guy who says he's a gal. And he has received the, quote, Meritorious Service Medal for being a champion of diversity, despite previously having worked to defund the country's oldest rape shelter. How despicable is that? This rape shelter said, no, we're not going to have guys who claim to be gals in the rape shelter because we have actual women who are victims of rape. So what did he do? He did everything possible to uh, close them down, and now he's got an award for it. Let that sink into your head for a second. New York Times, another uh, stalwart of the left, actually reporting, believe it or not, that Hamas tortured and raped Israeli women at several sites during the October 7th attack. Anybody want to break that to some of the useful idiots on college campuses marching around saying we've got to... uh, Uh, Turn our back on the people of Israel? Maybe. Another priority for Secretary Mayorkas, in addition to coming up with his brand new term, irregular migrant, he has now ordered members of the United States Border Patrol and Customs and Border Protection to make sure they do not, quote, misgender people who happen to be invading the United States. Wow. Oh, my God. Alejandro Mayorkas says that uh, people working on the border need to ignore the biological distinction between sexes. Officers, quote, must submit to the political claim. Well, they didn't say political. They, they must submit to the claim that each person's gender is more important than their biological sex. And so those people can go anywhere they want. That's great. Wow. Don't ask people their sex. That's what it says. Use Words like he and him and she and her, right? Nope, don't use those words. They are clearly directed. Do not use he, him, she, her pronouns until you have more information about or have been provided with more information from the individual. Do not ask what is your sex. Be respectful to those who are breaking into the United States. Quote, I would like to be respectful. What name and pronoun would you like me to use when addressing you? I don't know. 
How about illegal and alien? Are those good pronouns? No? All right. Well, again, all I'm doing is trying to spitball here, come up with an answer or two. My friend Dr. Keith Apple is going to be along in just about uh, 20 minutes. Make sure you're uh, staying with us all over social media. I'm, I'm getting ready to put the uh, Carl Leonard stuff up in a moment. Remember, uh, Sheriff Leonard down in Chesterfield is once again trying to raise big bucks for Special Olympics of Virginia. So he and members of the Chesterfield County Sheriff's Office, the Super Sickles, every year go out to Virginia Beach for the big polar plunge. They raise big money. And every year, Sheriff Carl Leonard comes up with another idea to help raise even bigger bucks. Last year, he took the, what was it, the One Chip Challenge, this outrageously hot potato chip or, or or I don't know, some sort of a chip, right? It was just crazy hot with the hot peppers and the rest of it. And he ate it on Facebook Live. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've never seen a human being have sweat coming out of their eyeballs. But they're, I mean, he, oh, ugly. So when he said, do you want to help? I said, I will, but I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Not Not on your life. So here's what we came up with. If Carl Leonard is able to raise $10,000 for Special Olympics, he will get the Special Olympics logo tattooed on himself. He'll do it live on uh, Facebook. We'll do a live uh, Facebook broadcast. And uh, I've got, uh, I want to make sure I get the name right here. I don't want to screw this one up. It's Mike Ivey out at uh, Journey's End Tattoo Studio. And Powhatan said, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll absolutely do it for you guys. Now, you, you notice he said, guys, so $10,000, Carl Leonard gets the Special Olympics logo tattooed on himself. If if he's able to raise $15,000, I'm in. I will get the Special Olympics logo tattooed on myself live on a Facebook Live broadcast. So I'm going to share how you can donate to Carl's uh, donation page. He's going to be with us. I think he's going to be with us next week, and, and we'll keep bringing him back till this whole thing takes place. I really, 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 really hope that we get to that fifteen grand. It would be fantastic. It really, really would, and uh, you'll be able to help out as you do each and every year. Remember, coming up at uh, 5.35, my friend Dr. Keith Ablo is going to be with us. I want to make sure that uh, you are here for that, okay? It is 515 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Mrs. Banks cast off the shackles of yesterday, shoulder to shoulder into the fray. Our daughters' daughters will adore us, and they'll sing in grateful chorus. Well done! The suffragette. Be that as it may, I do. Uh, 522, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Remember Mary Poppins, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Banks passed away. She's like 110 or something. I mean, she had a good run. You can't. No, come on. You can't knock it when you get to that point. And we all got to go. <laughs> I'm going to break it. It's, it's, it's the one thing that uh, we all have in common, right? It's all, it, it is, it's going to happen. So, uh, you get a nice run out of it. That's, uh, that's a good thing. Like I said, I was uh, thinking about my Uncle Mort, 85, 86. Meaningful life, valuable life, just a, just a good, decent person. Not, uh, not a celebrity, not a, well, you know, just, just a good person who lived a good life and did all the right things. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to miss him to be sure, but I'm, I'm happy that he was part of my life. And I, I hope that you will 
acknowledge someone who's in your life. They don't have to be a family member. I mean, you have family members or friends, and you think, well, yeah, I got to just think about that. I mean, we're talking about negative people and getting them out of your life as much as possible. I, I shared the Eeyore story the other day. Somebody that I, look, not a friend, not a family member, none of those things, right? Uh, not a coworker, not a neighbor. I mean, it could be anybody. That's my point. But you, you've got somebody just like that who you realize you, you, you interact with them. It's like, oh, my God, it's, it's like a soul-sucking thing. And you just try and avoid that as much as possible. Hey, uh, big news and congratulations to a swimmer up in New Jersey. I just do uh, want to uh, offer uh, congratulations here. Uh, there was a guy who decided he was a gal, and he's now a champion swimmer at uh, Ramapo College. So congratulations to him. He uh, he did the hard work necessary to swim for the guys' team and didn't do very well, but uh, then decided uh, that he was really Megan instead of Michael. And uh, Megan Cortez Fields has now won first place and broke a school record in the 100-yard butterfly at the Cougar Splash Invitational. That's a two-day meet between six schools in Dallas, Pennsylvania. And uh, I found uh, out about that from Riley Gaines, who, you know, is is an actual swimmer and an actual female and is actually working hard to make sure that uh, female athletes like her get a fair shake. But anyway, so I just want to say congratulations to uh, Megan Cortez Fields. I'm sure he must be very, very proud of the hard work uh, he put in to uh, to break that girl's record it's it's quite impressive don't forget you can always text us if you like on the chronic care of richmond text line 833-804-1140 833-804-1140 social media jeff cat show over on x formerly known as twitter jeff cat show over there and then on facebook the jeff cat show my friend dr keith ablo is going to join us in just a moment 24 great ideas for a great 2024 5.33, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Thursday, or as I like to call it, uh, Friday Eve. It just sounds so much more hopeful and friendly, doesn't it, than Thursday? It's like, oh, another day to get through. Uh, so many people looking at the new year, right? We we, we have a tendency, good, bad, or different, say, okay, well, this is, this is the year I'm going to do this, 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 and then you pile stuff really high, and you go, that's eh, too hard. I, I, I do like ice cream after all. But every once in a while, there's somebody comes along who's generally smarter than, than we are, who says, I, I got a couple ideas. Couple of really nifty ideas, maybe twenty-four and twenty-four. Doctor Keith Ablo, uh, who is truly one of the uh, the smartest people that I know, and one of the uh, uh, the best members of our community uh, worldwide. I mean, just a good, good dude is with us. He's got a few ideas. Doctor Keith Ablo, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you I... on this Friday Eve? Uh, this Friday Eve, is, I, I'm doing well. I am. Uh, I'm thinking towards uh, tomorrow. I'm thinking towards the weekend. I'm. I'm looking at my other beloved Commonwealth up north, uh, where you are. Thinking, wow, you guys are going to get slammed with snow, and uh, I don't have to shovel a single flake of it. So I'm good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You're right. We're in for it. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is shaping up to be a quintessential nor'easter, isn't it? Uh, it is. And, you know, my dad, when I was growing up, my dad sold shoes. He was a wholesaler to retail shops, and we, he had a Think Snow sticker on his, like, I think it was a Malibu or something, uh, you know, and <laughs> it angered the neighbors. But they were, they were hiking and climbing boots that he sold, 
And so he was always hoping that it would snow so that they'd buy more of them. Good. Good for him. Yes. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, Thanks, that's a good... snow. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Now, you put your uh, your mind to work, as you always do. You're involved in so many different things. Every time I turn around, there's there's something else that uh, I'm finding at KeithAblo.com or on the Facebook page. But these 24 ideas, suggestions, thoughts for 2024, and I thought, well, I, we're not going to get through all 24 of them. But, man, I want you to share some of these with us. Oh, that's so nice. You know, I... Try to do twenty this year, twenty four for twenty twenty four. Next year, I'll add another one if I'm lucky enough to be on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, a twenty fifth for twenty twenty five. But listen, I try to do actionable things that could actually change your life. And so, one of them, for instance, is hey, watch the the movie Miracle with Kurt Russell. Remember that about the Olympic gold medal hockey team that defeated the Russians. It's very difficult to watch that movie and not feel something for our country and for underdogs and for grit and grace under pressure. So I I recommend watching The Miracle, right? But now to take something a little bit deeper, if you will, um, I say this. This is the 24th for 2024, and it's that at moments of adversity – Think of yourself as the main character in a movie, not in a delusional way, but only in this way, to say what happens when people are watching the main character who's in a mess of trouble in a feature film. Nobody walks out on the film. Nobody throws away their popcorn and says, Tom Cruise is in a mess of trouble. Let's go. Everyone sits there, which is what you should do in your own life, and they say the same thing. I wonder what's going to happen. Because healing's going to happen. There's going to be a change. And it'll happen for you, but you have to stay in your seat. You have to wait and watch and wonder what's going to happen. And it's going to be something better. Oh, I love that. Boy, that is that is such a unique perspective. I've not heard that one before. And, and it just, oh my gosh, Keith, that's brilliant. You're right. Nobody gets up and and leaves the theater at that point. And if you are the star of that movie, my gosh, you've, you, you, you want to know what happens next. You want to know what ha- happens next. And you know that something's going to happen that is healing, that allows you to reclaim parts of your life. And, you know, you got to look at your own situation sometimes a bit askance and yep. say, huh, how am I supposed to get stronger from this since I know I'm supposed to? I know that's how this story ends, so how's it going to happen? All right, so here's the tough part, and you know as well as I do. We're sitting here, we're both, you know, we're fairly comfortable, we're inside, everything seems to be going well at the moment. But man, it takes it takes a lot of 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 intestinal fortitude to be able to stand up and say, "Oh man, there's some stuff messed up. I got to handle it." It absolutely, absolutely does, which is why sometimes having a scaffold, a scaffolding for your philosophy helps. Number 23 of the 24 for 24 is to understand the words amor fati, which um, signify from the Latin, love your fate. The Stoics came up with this saying. And basically it means, listen, if you're confronting incredible odds, 
It's not enough. You look across the battlefield, there are a hundred of you. There are 10,000 of the other guys, and they've got better weapons. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to not run. It's not enough even to say, I'm resigned to our defeat. That won't do. You have to get to the point where you say, you pump your fist in the air and you say, look what God has set up here. If we win this, it's for the record books. Let's go. Now, these things matter. People need a construct because we're all anxious. We, we have the capacity to be very anxious. Anxiety can paralyze people. So can sadness. You need a philosophy to say, you know what? No, I refuse. I'm not going there. Right. And then you know what? You don't. Sometimes you don't. And, and it can be life-saving. Certainly life-affirming. Life affirming, yeah. So explain the, uh, that term to people, life affirming. What, what do you really mean by that? What I mean by life affirming is that we have, each of us, an inexplicable reservoir of energy uh, that relates to love for self and others in the purest sense. Your real self, your real authentic self from God, right. inexplicable, you know, for our kids, Right? How can you explain? You'll never find it under an electron microscope. You can splice, dice, create slides. It doesn't matter. You're not going to find love because it's inexplicable, immeasurable, and miraculous. Anything that makes you feel that more is life-affirming. Wow. And sometimes it is confronting adversity where we marvel at it. We look at people uh, and we say, wow, look at that. Look at uh, how he's showing up. For this person he loves or how he can't be defeated so easily he keeps coming what's going on or even a, an author or an artist who just won't take no for an answer keeps painting even though you'd say well why aren't you just going to get a job with all your time forget your painting i can't forget my painting why well because of that light inside of us that deserves to be honored and be affirmed right we can do it for each other too by the way by supporting each other, noticing each other, asking people another question about their interests, intentions, their drive, what moves them. Wow. I love this. I I have to ask, and I remind everybody, Keith Ampolo is joining us. Dr. Keith Ampolo is just, uh, God, he's, he's, he's such a brilliant man. I, and, I, you know, and by the way, Thank Keith, you, I say... Well, I say that even when you're not here. Sometimes I think people say, well, you're saying it because he's there. People who listen to the program, believe me, hear, hear me uh, praising you on a regular basis. But oh, it's so nice. How I long, really appreciate that. Let me ask you honestly here. you got to be brutally honest with everybody here. People go into the new year, like I said, they put together a big list. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Now, you got 24 things that are absolutely positively valuable. But should somebody say, I'm doing all 24? Do they say, okay, numbers one through six are good, or I'll take all the odd-numbered ones? How do they How do they pick what's right for them? Peruse the list. Even if you do one or two or you keep coming back to it, these aren't things that are arduous. Right? You know, number eight, think of life as a labyrinth. Mm. We're not lost in a maze. Mazes frustrate people. They've got to pluck you out by a helicopter, you know, because you're like crying on the ground. You're like, can't get out of the maze. A labyrinth, if you just keep walking, it always goes to the center. You may think you're at the very edge of the perimeter. I'll never get into the center. And then all of a sudden, 
takes a turn for the center, a right-hand turn, and there you go. You're in the middle of the labyrinth, right where you want to be. So these don't take a tremendous amount of time. Some of them may come back to you during the year Mm -hmm. because... I hope they'll be useful things, and, and, and maybe you'll pick up one of the books that's recommended, or you'll watch one of the films. It doesn't have to be today. You don't have to say, I'm going to the gym three times a week and without fail, and then you feel disappointed. Peruse this. Take it as like you're in a bit of a department store of the soul, and you're walking the aisles. It's okay if you're a little lost. Maybe you'll take something off the shelf and, and look at it. Oh, I love that. Now, you mentioned the film. You, you're talking about seeing it that way. But you also, in these 24 for 24 that you've put together, you do have suggestions for books. And give us, I don't know, give us two today or, or three or one. I mean, but, but give us a little takeaway so that uh, people can, can go out and jump on Amazon and get it and maybe just dive into it. All right. The War of Art. Not the art of war. That's the famous, famous, famous classic. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. The ph- philosophical treatise, but the war of art by Stephen Pressfield. He says, and it's, it's a, it's a, just a maddeningly slim volume. It might be 90 pages widely spaced. And he <laughs> says that the biggest thing in your life that you'll confront is resistance. Your own resistance to your gift. Because what are those? He would argue that they are inexplicable uh, gifts from the universe or from God and that people resist them. People don't want to be a fire hose for God's biggest intentions. And so if you are supposed to do something outsized and wonderful, you're going to try to kind of back away from it because it seems so outlandish. And, and basically, that book, The War of Art, says don't. Don't back away from it. Take a step toward it. Even if it's a small step, just begin, and it will become irresistible to you. Wow. All right, Keith, I, I tell you this as, right? as, as a friend and someone who's an admirer. I have, I have read The Art of War many times, and I, I, I love Sun Tzu's lessons. This is the first time I've heard about the war of art and uh, I'm, I'm i'm gonna get it i gotta get it and you can change uh, your life wow i am gonna read Crazy. it and, and you have to promise though that at some point once i get through these 90 pages widely spaced as you said which i love yes um, indeed i will I, I want you to come back and, and and help me sort of make sense of it and and work through it uh you're gonna be with us Every week now, I, I, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful to you that you're going to make time for us. Uh, maybe what we can do next week, Keith, if you're open to it, I know there's more uh, on the list of 24, but I don't want everybody just to be overwhelmed. I want you, if you don't mind, to address that piece I saw the other day uh, about Israel as the surgeon and Hamas as cancer. God, that was so spot on and and just, it was just perfect. So if, if you're willing, Thanks, let's... Buddy. Let's look at that for the next one. Is that okay? Um, I'm more than happy to do that, and I'm just grateful to you for having me uh, on weekly. Ah, That's please. very nice of you. I, I appreciate the, the platform, your friendship, and uh, the you know, camaraderie and the synergy. 
Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're a great man. Tell everybody where they can find out more about you and, and your 10 million things that you're involved with. What's the best uh, <laughs> website? Well, you honestly, Keith, well, every time I turn around, I'm thinking, oh, my God, there's the Ablo Center. I got to go visit, by the way, this year. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's all sorts of other yes, things you you're do. involved in. Yes, I do. Uh, what's the best uh, website for the people to visit sort of like as the first stop? Well, the first stop, I'd go to KeithAblo.com. Okay. Look at the blog section. You'll see there the 24 ways to change your life in 2024. And see if you can grab hold of a couple of those. I, I would love it if some of the listeners said, you know, I did it. I looked at a couple. I, I, I perused them. I did a few of them. And they did make a difference. I think they will. I know they will, and I will. Uh, I will make it a point on this end, Keith, to get people to file some full reports, and I will pass them on to you. <laughs> Seriously, you're, right. you're, you're changing Excellent. lives, brother. You you always have. Again, appreciate cats you being here. We, and Keith, what, the oh, cats what? and Keith. Top there you go. For me, wow. That's. Well, that's I was just going to say I'm a distant second, but I'm happy to be a distant <laughs> second to your strong first. <laughs> Oh, you are the best. All right, get settled in there, my friend. Don't shovel too hard. We will uh, chat again next week. That is the great Dr. Keith Ablo, keithablo.com, keithablo.com. Just just truly one of the smartest, best human beings you're ever, ever, ever going to be exposed to. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. News Radio WRVA. Hey, uh, do I need an official witch for the program? You know, when I used to be on the air in Boston, uh, we lived in a in a little town right outside of Salem, Mass. And uh, we were there for a long time. Uh, and, and Salem is, is an interesting place. Uh, you want to not be there in October. Like, if you're a local, you hate October in Salem because you can't get anywhere at any point. It's just, it's, it's, a, oh, it's awful. Awful. And then November the 1st, everybody's gone. But there's a there's a shop there called Crowhaven Corner, and Lorelai is the woman's name who owns it. And she was the official witch of the uh, of the Jeff Katz show in Boston. And uh, I don't know, we've been just sort of uh, touching base online, and I thought, I don't know, maybe. Should, should we get the, uh, the official witch back to the show? That might be cool, actually. We've got a lot of official stuff going on. If you're on the south side of town and you want to uh, have the Jeff Katz milkshake, my, my dear friend Billy Kane texted me earlier today. And you know Billy Kane, of course, from A-plus Roofing, A-plus Windows. Uh, you might be a, a member of his church. He's, he's a minister. I mean, he's just like a rock-solid guy. But he texted me. He says, man, you know, there's a, there's a milkshake named for you down here on the south side of town, the River City Diner. I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's a good milkshake. Let me tell you, I did some research on that. I love Heath bars. And so this milkshake is uh, its vanilla ice cream. It's Heath bars. It's all mixed together. It's topped with whipped cream and then caramel sauce on top. And they've got it on the menu. It's still there. It's been there for a long time. So it's doing well. I know that uh, for the longest time, it was their number one seller as far as milkshakes go. So if you're on the south side of town, you pop into the River City Diner. They're right across from the Olive Oil Tap Room, you know. Uh, another great place on the south side of town. If you're going over there, uh, get the Jeff Katz blend over there. It's half garlic and half uh, butter. 
A couple of great texts coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Jeff, uh, Kevin in Chesterfield asks, quote, whose voting rights are being threatened? Cats? C-A-T-S? Dead people? Dead cats? Dead cats of dead people? Yeah, nobody's voting rights are being threatened, but that is exactly what Joe Biden and uh, his team, such as it is, are trying to have you believe that is well that's their campaign that if not for them then you would never be able to vote again and everything would go to hell and 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 it would be a terrible place and i'm thinking well it is and you did that uh mike down on bottoms bridge says jeff i wish every time that biden mentioned that our country is a democracy somebody would inform him that we're actually a constitutional republic well that's true democracy doesn't appear in the u.s constitution Come on, man. Well, I know, but I explained to you exactly what a democracy is, right? It's it's two wolves and a sheep. And uh, the wolves and the sheep are voting on what's for dinner. Guess who wins? Guess who loses? That's democracy. Jeff, this is Chris from Ashland. He's checking in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line. I think it's awful that these kids are being taught to be different genders in school. Way to go, school systems. Maybe that's why kids are going berserk. Well, it might be. Look, I think there really are some people who suffer with gender dysphoria. That's that's what the DSM-5, uh, that's what every DSM has talked about for years. But it's such a minuscule percentage that uh, you could address it. You could address it in a meaningful way. And, and nobody was hurt. Nobody was uh, injured. Nobody uh, was. But we're now at a point where all of a sudden it's become sort of a, a social thing. And it's a social media-driven thing. And now all of a sudden, there's uh, gender dysphoria everywhere. I, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. So, crazy stuff. Now, tomorrow, we got uh, some great people dropping by. My friend, former Congressman Dave Bratt, is going to be with us. We'll talk about this uh, Santa Claus economy. There's like a, I don't know what they, what they say. It's sort of like a hangover from Christmas, where things are still happy economically. Although, uh, frankly, if you look at the real world, they, they ought not be. And uh, Stan Andrewski, my brother from another mother, will be here. He'll be here, of course, to uh, help talk about uh, cars, because In the Garage with Stan Andrewski airs Saturday morning on this very radio station. Reva Trammell, member of the Richmond City Council, is going to be here. We'll talk about the latest screw-ups in the city hurting, (sighs) hurting the people of Richmond. That is what they do. All right. It's cold, but otherwise, have yourself a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVN. Adios and deals. Going home now to stay. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.